Thank you for tuning in to the Restaurant Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, TK. Today, you've reached the podcast for restaurant professionals, new and tenured, and here we learn about the ins and outs of creating high-performing teams and highly profitable restaurants. Hey, today's episode is about changing your mindset from a restaurant manager to a restaurant leader in 10 steps. That's right, 10. These are the basics. Um, some of you tenured guys, you can really get a lot from this, just some refreshers. Newer people, newer folks out there, you're, you're going to get a ton of information from this podcast. So stay tuned through the end. I appreciate you all. Thank you. Happy New Year's, everybody. 2023, this is the year to take charge and to take change. I am so glad you all are here listening. We've got some amazing things to go into today. Um, This is all about really what the difference is between a restaurant leader and a restaurant manager. And I get this from an article uh, online. Um, I'll post a link in the description here if you want to read along. But uh, I've I wholeheartedly believe in each and every single one of these steps. And if you follow this, especially if you're a newer manager, man, you're going to go so far. So many people come into this role, you know, with the power trip, right? With, uh, you know, maybe you've had a boss that uh, they only use coercive power. This is going to change. Remember, you make a difference in people's lives every single day as a restaurant leader every day whether it's your customers your employees your peers you affect people you create experiences for people and not a lot of people come into this role thinking like that and when you do come into a restaurant management role thinking like a leader you are going to go so far. Because that's what it's all about, y'all. It's about treating people fairly and human. So, congratulations if you're a new manager. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, Remember, you made it here because of your hard work, your discipline and tenacity. Um, You're in charge. You are running a business. Now, whether you've had an extensive eight-week MIT training program or you just kind of thrown into it, you probably weren't trained on how to be an effective manager. You were probably trained on the specifications, the guidelines, and the rules. Now, think back to those managers that just made your life dreadful as a crew member. When you were scheduled on the same shifts as them, you dreaded that day. Whenever you were in person, you just, you didn't want to be there. Now you're in that position of the manager. You have a choice. Act like those terrible managers from your past, and you become like them. There's always a better option. Now, here are the 10 steps to making the shift into restaurant leadership. Number one, take personal accountability. 
you are responsible for your shift. If you're a restaurant manager, you're responsible for your restaurant, whether you're there or not. It is on you. If you're an area leader, you are responsible for the performance of your restaurants. It is on you. And when something goes wrong, it's your fault. Whether you were the person that did that or not, you had a hand in it in some way. However, you do really great things. You build a high operating team. You make a lot of profit on the bottom line. You get all the credit, even though you were not the one washing those dishes. You were not the one serving. You were not the one cooking. You were the one leading. Remember that. Great reward, great risk. And reality, from this point forward, you're responsible for the results you get. Nothing, nothing irritates me more than having a manager who blames other people, especially their employees. Well, it's their fault that waste was so high. It's their fault the ticket times ran past 30 minutes. No, at the end of the day, it's your fault. Because one, you did not act on it. And if you did act on it, you did not do it effectively. Nowhere in that sentence did I say you had to go refill ice, right? Take responsibility for your restaurant. That's why you have the title. And when somebody asks, whose fault is it? You should ask things like, how can I train this person better so this does not happen again? Now, when you ask better questions, you get better results. Take personal accountability, step one. Step two, your core values are your compass. And core values, and when you talk about business culture, it's the foundation. You have to know what your core values are in order to know what your next step is going to be. If you don't have your own personal core values, I'm going to challenge you today to write down five of the most important things to you as a person. You're going to be surprised. Take those five important things and ask every action you do from that point forward, is it coinciding with my core value? Is every response I give coinciding with my core value? Here's the other side, too, besides knowing it, is you need to live it. And here in this article, it says, uh, managers can be very hypocritical when it comes to walking in the talk. <laughs> That's not a true word sentence has been said. It says, leaders, on the other hand, say what they mean, and they do what they say. You keep your word. And you see that kind of ties back to personal accountability. You keep your word. Number three, tear down the walls. Man, what, what I mean by this is tear down the wall, the divide between your front of house and your back of house. Your PM shifts to your AM shifts. Tear down that wall. We are one restaurant. If I had a dollar for every time I heard, well, night shift 
well morning shifts, well servers, well the cooks. There's always that wall there. And the sooner that you can break that down, the sooner that you can realize the bigger picture and you can all work together. The first step to having a high-performing team is to break down that barrier, break down that wall. And this is going to grow your morale, your culture. If you don't fix it, it's just going to create this negative energy in the restaurant. And you're going to have both sides pecking at each other instead of getting the goal done. Number four, invest in your personal growth. This is the sooner that I started seeking out information about my profession and how to get better at it, the quicker that I progressed in my career, in my personal life. Never stop learning, guys. Never. The sooner that you invest time into yourself, the better. Think about this. The average American reads around 17 books a year. The average CEO reads four to five books per month. Commit to your learning, y'all. There is absolutely a relationship between learning and earning. A few books that I recommend, um, The 5 a.m. Club is, an, is a fantastic book for personal growth. It, it, it changes you, your life so much, having those extra few hours in the morning. Um, Seven Habits of Effective Leaders, amazing book as well. And I also recommend this book too. It's How to Start Your Own Business. And the reason why I want to recommend this book is it does go through the ins and outs of owning a business. And that's going to help you become a better business thinker. Because as a leader of the restaurant, you're responsible for running the business. It's important to know how to run one. I highly recommend it. It's really for entrepreneurs and wanting to start your own business. But you get so much information that you can apply to your daily basis. It's... It's it's an it's a good read, and it's by let's see, it's by DK Publishing. So highly recommend. Number five, take care of your body. Dedicate time to have a self care part of your routine of the day. Eat smarter. Drink a lot of water. Exercise, exercise is important. And if you want to throw out the, you know, the old age excuse, you don't have enough time. I promise you, you have you have thirty minutes out of your day, three times a week, to go to the gym. Do something at home, right? Work out, do some push-ups. If you have a VR headset, you know, play some Beat Saber. Get your body moving. It's important to your energy levels, to your confidence. Take care of yourself. There's only one, and you only get one chance. Always be training. ABT. Always take every opportunity you can as a training moment. Correct when needed. 
repetition, it's it's the mother of all skill. And uh, Malcolm Gladwell, he suggests in his bestseller Outliers, also good read actually, um, that there is a 10,000-hour baseline of practice that separates the amateur from the true professional. You've probably heard it one way or another, but, you know, 10,000 hours, 10,000 times repetitions of doing something, you're going to be pretty darn good at it. So if you dedicate 10,000 hours to your personal development and your training, think of how much better you're going to be. Number seven, devil's in the details. The difference between a manager and leader, a manager is thinking and working two steps ahead of the team. A leader is thinking and working 20 steps ahead of everyone else. Stepping up to leadership means also taking steps to make sure you're organized, you're on track, and you're on schedule. You need to adopt a system that's going to allow you to track this information and uh, notes and keep on top of all the little details that come with being a leader. I use uh, to-do list apps and my calendar, my Google calendar. It, I've used it for years now. I track everything from when I wake up, when I need to get ready for work. I mean, it's when I need to mow the lawn, I put everything in there. I like to look at my week as you have X amount of hours. How am I going to spend those hours the most effectively? I, I mean, if you have a family, make sure you block out time as well for your family because you'll get a little, little crazy and start putting on activities that you thought you had enough time for. Then you realize, oh, man, I haven't spent any time with my family. Let's slot out some time for that. And you can actually set in some apps to turn off notifications during that time and show you as busy. And it's been such a big help, uh, big mental help to me personally, so I highly suggest it. Um, some of the to-do list apps that I use, I use uh, this app recently called Habatica, and it basically turns you into this game character, and as you do these tasks, as you get them done, you get gold and you level up, you can buy different items, and it's just a fun little game to make to-do list a little more exciting. Um, another good to-do list that I would suggest is any.do. Um, I've done, I've used them for years and years and, you know, really clean interface, really easy to use. Um, Evernotes um, is also a great one because it's really, it's cloud-based and you can move between your laptop and your phone or whatever. Um, anyways, devil's in the details. Um, track your time. Make sure you stay ahead of everybody else. And if you can't get with the smartphone app, it doesn't work for you, use paper. Use a paper planner. It's better than nothing. And many paper planners, planner users that I know are very good at their jobs. And they do a fantastic job keeping up with millions of different things. Number eight, go from one-dimensional to four-dimensional. Becoming a leader, it means... Understanding what makes people tick. Uh, also very true. You, you need to know how to work people, and you need to know how to work with people. Most people assume that everybody else functions and is motivated the same exact way they are. Don't be naive. Every, there's 7 plus billion people on this planet. Every single one of us thinks in a little bit of a different way. 
There is not one, there's not two brains that are exactly alike, even on, in identical twins. So everybody is different. You need to understand all different kinds of people. And the first step is to take a behavioral survey for yourself. Um, a few that, you know, maybe you've taken some through your work. Um, I've, used, I've used a PIDR assessment. And, you know, it's pretty accurate whenever it came out with uh, all the behavioral aspects of me, my personality. I mean, it was pretty spot on. Uh, some others, uh, the DISC assessment is also extremely popular. Um, ProScan survey, I mean, you're going to have to pay for them, but it, it is worth it. Um, luckily, most restaurants nowadays have some sort of program like that. So um, once you start learning all different kinds of people and how they work and how you work and what makes you tick. Um, once you learn what makes you tick, then you can understand what makes other people tick. Then you move on to members of your team. Maybe you can have them take a behavioral survey, right, through the restaurant. Um, you can use those, and some of them will even tell you how to approach certain situations based on severity, depending on their personality. And some of them will also tell you how two people statistically and theoretically will work together if you put their two profiles uh, on the same team, right? Uh, PIDR, I think, uh, does that. And it's really interesting to see, uh, you know, the more balanced a team is of personalities, right? You have personalities in all hemispheres. The better the team typically operates, as opposed to maybe having a majority of the team, you know, in the leadership part, it, it's going to be tough to run a high-performing team because everyone's going to be fighting for the throne. Okay, number nine, be grateful. True leaders are thankful and grateful. I know I am thankful for my team every single day, and I make it a point to say hello to everybody, say goodbye to everybody. Uh, when I do restaurant visits, I make it a point to really try to learn their names. It's really difficult for me to learn names. I don't know why. I have tried working on it. Um, I remember faces like no other, but names, it's tough for me. So I've been putting forth a big effort in learning everybody's names, and I'm over 134 different people. Um, you know, be grateful. Leaders are always telling the team and their customers that they appreciate them. They're grateful for what they bring to the business. Um, telling somebody that you're really proud of them in a really genuine way goes so far. Um, as long as you really are proud of them and empathetic and mean it, they're going to feel it. Leaders know that when they put out positive energy, we get more return to us. We are like a megaphone okay, to our team. And many of you may be running restaurants between 30 and even upwards of 80 people. They listen to your words. They listen to your tone. Let them know. Send out positive vibes. You're going to get that right back. Cultivate an attitude of gratitude and watch how your world changes. It, it's wild, guys. It is. Number 10, step over the line. When you become a manager... You step across this imaginary line of going from one of the crew to one of the managers. When you cross that line, you, you, you didn't maybe not knew this at that point, but you took an oath to protect the owner's interests. 
at the end of the day, we wouldn't be where we are without somebody owning a restaurant. And if it's you, if you are a restaurant owner, thank you. Because I know it's really difficult work. And whenever you promote a manager, when somebody gets promoted as a manager, they take, they should take that oath very seriously. Because you pay their paycheck. You pay their bills. You pay their livelihood. Many restaurant managers have a problem with this. And if you are one of those, I get, I see both sides. I do. I protected my people. I quit a job because of my people. Because they wouldn't pay the overtime. And that they worked hard for. Because we were busy and we could afford it. I saw the, I saw the numbers. Anyways, I see it from both sides. And, you know, I think a good way to go about this is to just love your team, appreciate them, show them gratitude. But you do have to make sure that you're making the bottom line. You're making profitable restaurants. You're making your owner profitable. And in turn, if they're good owners, they're going to help you out as well. Especially if you become their star player and you have this awesome team. I guarantee it. They're going to help you out. Whenever you try to continue to be friends with crew, it's really difficult. Not impossible. It's extremely difficult. It almost never works, though, because your friend will get mad at you at one point or the other because you have to have a hard talk. And if you are able to separate your personal and your professional life, I've seen it work many times. I've done it. Me and my best friend were uh, in high school. I was, we were, I, mean, I was a manager first, and then he became one. Um, but during that time, I mean, it was, you know, I had no problem telling him when he messed up. And I had no problem telling him how proud I was of him. So not everyone is like me, and not everyone is like you. And typically, power tends to go to people's heads. So it never works. I mean, it really never does. Um, if you find yourself in the position to become a restaurant manager, you really only need to take it if you're willing to make the changes needed to become a leader. This doesn't have to be a career for you, but you need to make a dedication to become a leader, not a manager. Um, the restaurant industry, we need more leaders who live life by a set of core values. They have integrity, they're grateful, and they're committed to becoming more than just average. Man, I, I love people who are committed to becoming more than just average. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are too. Let's join this together. Let's be above average. And that's 10 Steps. Thank you guys for listening. Quick recap. Number one, take personal accountability. Number two, your core values, use them as your compass. Let them guide you. Number three, tear down the walls between your front of house, your back of house, your AM, and your PM shift. Number four, invest in your personal growth. Never stop learning. Number five, take care of your body. Do some push-ups. Number six, always be training. Number seven, the devil is in the details. Track your time effectively. Work 20 steps ahead of everyone else. Number eight, 
go from one dimensional to four dimensional. Understand what make people tick and what make you tick. Number nine, be grateful. And number 10, step over that line. You're not your employee's friends when you're on the clock. You're a leader. Thank you guys for listening. Have a beautiful day. That's all the time we've got for today. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this podcast. Uh, Here, we do try to create high-performing managers and leaders who then create high-performing teams for your profitable restaurants. If you have uh, any tips or anything you'd like to hear, just leave a comment uh, to this podcast. Review it, please. Let me know how I'm doing. Um, I'm doing this purely for informational Um, purposes. I don't get any money from these episodes. And uh, if you'd like to be on this podcast, I'd love to interview you. Just shoot me an email at T-H-A-I-L-U-R-K at gmail.com. That's Tyler K at gmail.com. Thank you, folks. Have a beautiful day. And I look forward to the next one.